Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. I remember you were describing just not a compulsion, but like just this way you had restricted yourself over to the clearance rack and you wouldn't allow yourself to buy anything that wasn't clearance items. How you didn't really like that. (laughs) And I was just amazed at how much that that mentality is tracking your relationship with clothes. It's tracking your relationship with food. Hey friend, today we continue my intuitive eating coaching sessions with a session I did with Aaron Todd from the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast. And today we're talking about satisfaction. So I have a question for you. Is satisfaction something you're afraid of? Have you ever even thought that that was possible? I don't know if I did, but today's call opened my eyes to a lot of things around satisfaction and my choices, not just with food, but in all of life. So I hope you will enjoy today's session. And hey, if you did, let me know about it or leave a review. I want to hear your thoughts. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Topic that you, I was going to say intuited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But so I was kind of complaining, complaining is probably not the right word. I was expressing my challenges with satisfaction and food. Um, and so some of you have probably heard, if you've listened to other shows, just especially from last fall, like I've shared the story of like eating the donut, the donut that I had wanted all day long. And then I sat down and I ate the donut and I experienced something called satisfaction, which Aaron, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go right out there and say it. Like, as I think more about this, that feels wrong. Like somewhere I think I was taught that I should not be satisfied. Yeah. Diet culture teaches that, but I've also heard it connected to purity culture. Yes. Have you studied that at all too? I haven't, but I have bumped into that so many times. There's definitely a not a lot of um, overlap in the messaging around Um, what we're expected to do, what our roles are Mm -hmm. as women, what we should and should not be doing. Like there's a lot of overlap with um, purity culture and and your relationship with your body, because that's what that is really getting to. And so I think a lot of times the diet culture messaging around flesh and body kind of gets tangled up in there. And we definitely get the message from diets that, um, you know, pleasure is what needs to be avoided. Right. And, you know, just think about all of the, um, 
ads for, gosh, there, there's one on Spotify right now that's like, at the end of your day, what sinful indulgence will you be? And it's just right. like, come on, get right. that language about sin off of my chocolate. Like, right. De- devilish. Devilish. Yeah. Sinful, All of the devilish. Snackwell ads from the 90s were like right. that, if anybody remembers those. Like that is just, um, that is a very easy tactic. Um, and diet culture uses it all the time. So like you have received the message a thousand times indirectly and directly that pleasure is bad. You shouldn't enjoy your food. And if you're enjoying it, it's sinful and wrong. Right. And, um, and that keeps us afraid of food that yeah. disconnects us from our bodies. Like just, there's so many things wrong with that beyond just the fact that it's a bald face lot. Yeah. Like nowhere in the Bible does it say anything about pleasure is sinful. Right. Right. But that, that feels really awkward. Like I'm just uh, like, I'm I'm speaking for me, but I'm also speaking for someone listening today. And that is just like, "Mm, I don't know. I mean, I've been trying really hard to eat my carrot sticks and say, Oh, this is so delicious. Oh, I love like, this is just, And, you know, because I know they're healthy and that's how I should feel about them. And it's this like forced feigned love. And I'm not saying that carrots aren't good. Like I cooked carrots. Oh my goodness. Cooked carrots with a roast. Like I love those things. Like those things are candy to me. Love me some cooked carrots. Okay. But it's different than chocolate cake. And sometimes my body wants chocolate cake (laughs) and sometimes my body wants cooked carrots, but that one indulgence, the chocolate cake, that's like we said, that's sinful and pleasure that I shouldn't experience. And so I can only have just like a little bit, or I have to think about every bite because I'm doing something bad Yeah. and then cook carrots. I can eat all I want. Right? Yeah. That's that language that is putting morality on our food choices, labeling some as good, others as bad. And therefore the person who's eating them as good or bad and we internalize all of that. But aren't and, they good or bad? I mean, like, no. I just, I want to play devil's, I hate saying devil's advocate because I'm not on his team. Okay. But, but like someone is listening saying, but one is obviously healthier than the other. So aren't some good and aren't some bad? Like it, it, can you really say that they're not all good or bad? Sure. Yes, I can say that. And the distinction that they're trying to make and that I'm trying to make is not the nutritional value of the food. Yes, foods are not all nutritionally equal. A carrot is giving you different nutrients than chocolate cake. That doesn't mean one is healthier than the other. And especially when I know that person who's asking that question, their definition of health is wrongly connected to weight. Mm. So even what a particular food is gonna do to your body, it's not all the same, but what we're saying is the morality of that is the same. Your value as a human, your dignity as an image bearer of God does not change based on which food choice you make. And so the people that want to elevate their value with a sense of false self-righteousness by making quote, good choices, um, they're out on a limb there. And I I was there. I had to crawl back from that limb myself. Um, It's just not true biblically. And it doesn't even make a lot of sense when we, once we start really understanding um, how the body uh, takes in nutrients and how um, our, our body's internal weight regulation system works. Like 
that it's just not true scientifically or biblically. And so all of that languaging that we have taken in through osmosis from culture, it's just, it's culture's lies. Like Mm -hmm. it is a lie that there are certain foods that are quote good and other foods that are quote bad. That's just labels. Yeah. But that's hard to swallow. It is. It is. And it's hard to unlearn that. And it's hard to change the way you've thought about food because I mean, I had decades of letting the good food, bad food rules give me safety and give me a little box to live in. And um, that served me for a while and dieting. And I think a lot of women really get, it's weird that it helps them (laughs) when they're in the, um, the bad phase of dieting and they're in an unhealthy relationship with food, those good and bad judgments Mm -hmm. Um, is something that is helping them cope with life. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, it's it's just one of those, what's that word? I want to say like a maladaptive coping Mm -hmm. skill. Like it, it feels like it's helping you, but it's really, it's really not. It's really damaging your relationship with food. And ultimately, once we start learning, you know, the principles of intuitive eating and health at every size science, we, we can really understand why there aren't good or bad foods and just let that go and just let yeah. food be food. Like food yeah. is not meant to have power over how you see yourself as a person and your worth. It's just doesn't, that kind of power does not belong there with food. Right. And well, that's, so that's kind of what I, where I was going to go next. It's like the serving you that you're talking about in a way it's a place to find your justification yes, or your like, and, and, and so I, I see it like there's times in our lives are just like, uh, I don't know what's up and what's down. Yeah. Okay. This is a constant for me. I can know I'm doing well in this area. Even if every other area is going bad, I'm doing well, according, according to these specific standards, right. That I've been taught by like this diet or whatever, like I can check all the boxes, like, okay, Heather was good today and I can pat myself on the back. I'm justified in my goodness, but you're right. It's a false religion. Right. I mean, because, you know, God, God doesn't want us to be justified by eating only non sinful foods. He wants us to be justified by the fact that his son died on the cross for our sins. And we're talking real sins, not chocolate cake sins. So it's, it, it's a, it's a false, a false religion. Um, but it feels safe. And, and honestly, like, I hate to go here and this isn't where we're going to go today. So we got to pivot in a minute, but you know, um, it's so accepted. I think even among Christian women, like this is a way we justify each other and accept each other. Uh, and I think that that probably needs to be called out more. And I, I know you're passionate about that. Um, but yep. like we, we have to stop accepting or not accepting each other based on how well we follow a perceived set of diet rules. And then, I mean, and then just like how crazy it gets that like even the diet rules that we would have accepted someone on 10 years ago are are not going to be valid (laughs) a year or two from now. Right. That just shows you how cultural it is. And it's like this trendy thing that it's been, it's been in our culture for a while, but it morphs. Um, and since I'm getting to the age where I've experienced different decades of it, like there are trends with it and we keep, um, and the finish line keeps moving with it. It's like, oh, well, this wasn't the thing. Let me try this next new thing. And we're just chasing, um, 
we're chasing the salvation by it used to be weight loss and now it's health. Yeah. It's the same, but it's the same thing. Yeah. And that's and why nice. it's so tricky and shape shifty and like I mean that's why I call diet culture spiritual warfare. I right. mean it's just deceiving us and um, distracting us. Right. Stealing our lives. Right. Absolutely. And so this episode is going to be used as a part of a series I'm doing on fear of. And so I talked to Nicole Masita about fear of fat. I think, you know, Nicole, and I talked to Tracy Brown about fear of bread. And so this episode is kind of falling in there. And, And so where I really wanted to go today was this whole concept of fear of satisfaction, like how awkward it feels to want to be satisfied by food. And you called me out (laughs) because you heard me talking about my struggle with shopping and you were like, Heather, that's just like your issue with food. You didn't say it like that, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, do you remember that? Do you remember what you said? Yeah. I remember you were describing just not a compulsion, but like just this way you had restricted yourself over to the clearance rack and you wouldn't allow yourself to buy anything that wasn't clearance items and how you didn't really like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just amazed at how much that that mentality is tracking your relationship with clothes. It's tracking your relationship with food because it's the way you're thinking about it. It's like, I can only do these you know, restricted items and Mm -hmm. clearance rack would be in your case, I think analogous to like diet foods. So I'm thinking Mm -hmm. like rice cake, almond crackers, whatever it is, that's like the cheap substitute of not, not the thing you actually want, but the thing that you'll allow yourself to have. Yeah. And ultimately that is um, a satisfaction issue and intuitive eating satisfaction is like the hub of the wheel. All of the other principles are spokes that come out from Mm -hmm. the satisfaction. And so if you can't begin with giving yourself what you want, which is, can sound greedy the way I phrase it, but it's really about meeting your need. Like I have a need to be fed. I have a need to be clothed. And how do I approach that in the most restrictive manner where I'm not getting what I want, but I'm just kind of getting through with a cheap substitute? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to allow myself to uh, do it in a way that is nourishing and satisfying and makes me feel good and is ultimately adding to my life rather than yeah. um, creating a mess over here that I then have to deal with. Yeah. So I think for me, I just saw you, you were talking about like tops and mm-hmm. I was just seeing rice cakes and <laughs> crackers and like going and buying, you know, six clearance tops for like four or five bucks each. And like, that's it when really you could have had one piece that you actually wanted that was more expensive, but that would have done the job better than four or five little ones. Just the way, you know, a whole package of rice cakes or whatever is not going to meet your need for something salty that tastes good Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that has no flavor (laughs) Mm -hmm. when you really wanted just that little bag of chips that was in your kid's lunch. And if you just had that, mm-hmm. you know, if we take the, the, it's not a dollar to dollar exactly thing, but the, the concept of the lesser thing and the thing you really want. Yeah. 
creating this big gap and you're living in that dissatisfaction between those two things. Yeah. So, but let me, so in my, in my head, like I know everything you're saying is exactly right. Like I agree with you. Right. But in my head, like the, what, what boils up is indulgence, you know, selfish and you don't want to be indulgent. Like, and it, um, it becomes religious, right? It be, it's, it's a, a religious sort of spirit of, um, I may even go so far to like not indulge the flesh. Right. And it's kind of ridiculous, right? Because I know the truth about my habits. Like it's, it's not about how much money I spend on clothing. Okay. I've got a whole closet full of clearance rack clothing, um, way, way too much clothing. Like you can slap the indulgent label on my closet already. Okay. But I can somehow feel like, well, I got that on sale and I didn't pay that much for that. And yes, I have a lot of clothes, but you, you know, I didn't, I wasn't shopping at Michael Kors and, you know, like, I, you know, it's just all, it's all bargain stuff. So because I got it on the clearance rack at Target, it doesn't count as indulgence. Right. And, and, And then, so taking that to food. Right. It's the same. Like, well, it wasn't cheesecake factory (laughs) cheesecake. It was, you know, the cheesecake flavored fat-free yogurt or whatever. Right. Like, um, but you're so right. And I mean, and it's weird. It is weird to me how the one thing in my, and really, it really is only one thing in my closet. And unfortunately it doesn't really fit me as well as it used to. So I haven't worn it in a while. It may never fit me again. I should probably just come to grips with that. Um, that's a whole nother episode. But I have this one that's um, just a, it's called a jumpsuit, like a pantsuit thing from um, White House Black Market. Love that story. Like that was the place I shopped when I worked. Like that was where everything came from. And, but this one, I bought this um, after I had my fourth child. And I was with someone, she was another pastor's wife and I didn't know her very well at all, but we were shopping and I tried it on and she was like, you must buy that. And I was like, yeah, but it's like not on clearance and da, da, da. And she's like, no, you must buy that. And I did. And I've worn that thing like to every special occasion. <laughs> like I wore probably, I probably got a, a decade's worth of wear maybe out of it to every special occasion. I loved it. I always felt good when I wore it. Um, and it's strange to me that I remember that interaction because I don't remember interactions around other pieces of clothing I've purchased, even if someone was with me. Um, but I remember her saying that and like me going for it and it worked out well, but I don't know. I don't know really where I was going with that other than it was some sort of emotional experience, right? (laughs) Hey there, friends. Coaching is open, but I only have maybe two spots left. So if you want one of them, please go to compare to who.me, go to the coaching tab, look for the group coaching tab under that and fill out an application today or drop me an email if you're interested in more information. I'm happy to answer any of your questions. If you want in a coaching group, 
April 4th will be done mid-May. If you want in a coaching group before summer, this is your chance. I hope to see you there. Also, our Patreon community is open. I've got some awesome bonus content in there from Jill Savage. Go check that out, patreon.com slash compared to who, and find out how you can be part of our first monthly meeting happening in just a week or so. I look forward to connecting with you. She was giving you permission. No, there to, you go. That's a food word. To like yeah. eat what you really wanted to eat or yeah. buy what you really wanted to buy and clothe yeah. yourself in a way that felt good. She was giving mm. you permission to indulge in your mind. Ooh. She was just really giving you permission to be kind to yourself there and to do something that um, made you feel good. And there's nothing wrong with feeling good. Yeah. yeah. There's just not. The other I- thing that I was thinking before um that's such a huge thing with your your shopping friend there but before that I think what was coming through for me and the way you described that was you were getting maybe not identity that might be too strong of a way to phrase it but your concept of yourself was I'm going to self-deny mm-hmm. that is what's going to give me my that's what that's why I'm right my righteousness is the fact mm-hmm. that I'm going to deny myself going to restrict. I'm not going to allow these things. And that's what makes me good. That's what makes me say, right. which all kinds of problems with that. Right. But the, and that's a diet culture mentality. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, like the, the, the just are saved by denial yep. or the just are saved by healthier choices and substitutes. <laughs> yep. There's the healthier way to do that. Right. That's yeah. And we look down on those who don't like, you're going to eat regular pizza. Hello. There's cauliflower pizza now. Like, why would you do that? (laughs) Right? Like, that's so like, you must be just ignorant. (laughs) Right. I mean, and I'm I'm saying that out loud. I would never say that out loud to someone. Right. But in my head, like, I think during those, those times of, of being sucked all in there, that would have been my thought process. Like, how can you not think like me? (laughs) Right? Oh, I know. I mean, I felt like that too for years, for years. And I judged other people and harmed relationships and just acted mm-hmm. wrongly for a long time. And that's just, we have to forgive ourselves for that. Mm-hmm. And we have to forgive people that are doing that to us. Like mm-hmm. everybody's just, they're coping the best yeah. way they can. Right. And it's, it is not our fault that culture is the way that it is. But yeah. once we start to wake up to that, and know better, then we can respond with grace and live like we believe the gospel and not live like we believe the false gospel of weight loss. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's go back to that permission thing though a second. Okay. I think where that goes deeper is the challenge that a lot of us had. And I'm going to try to say this in the safest way possible, but the challenge most of us had in our families of origin with being restricted around food and not having unconditional permission to eat and thinking about what it would be like. And, and for some, I know my coaching clients, for some to just have mom, even in their life now to say, it's okay. Like, I'm not judging your food choices, but I I know many 50, 60 year old women who are still worried about what their mom's going to think when they eat the pie at Thanksgiving or take a roll <laughs> at the restaurant. Right. And so that, I think that concept is 
bigger for most of us than maybe we realize is that permission. And it doesn't feel like you can just give yourself permission. In some ways, I think we're still waiting for someone else that we respected, that we loved, that we, we hoped was guiding us correctly in this arena to give us that permission. I don't know. Thoughts on that? It makes me sad. I definitely um, am so grateful that I didn't have that struggle. I had a complicated enough story with food. Mm. So my heart really goes out to women with that because that just adds another layer of struggle to this. And um, giving yourself permission is hard enough and needing it from another person, especially in a close relationship, is just hard. As that person continues on the journey of exploring their relationship with food and really trying to apply grace and the gospel to their relationship with food, something that they will have to deal with at some point is that relationship. Yeah. And once they understand that person was wrong to forgive them mm-hmm. and get some distance there in terms of letting that person's wrongness influence your own belief. Right. And somehow it's so tricky and there's no like one size fits all for this because you still want to love that person. They're still mm-hmm. in your life. Um, and I, I have heard the book boundaries is really good. Mm-hmm. That's what um, I was just going to say for that boundaries. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would say that's probably, I mean, but that like, that is a really right in your face issue that almost has to be dealt with before you can do some of the other work that's involved with giving your own self permission and then experiencing mm-hmm all the different things that happen when you try that out and experiment with it and seeing how it feels in your body, et cetera, et cetera. Because the heart issue that is there and wanting that person's approval um, Mm -hmm. is the first step. I mean, all of the, all of the beginning of this healing starts with your mindset and your heart and getting that right and getting, you know, getting your identity only in Christ. And not in other people's approval and not in what your body looks like and not in how righteous or just you are and your food choices. Like your identity is not being the healthy one. Right. That's nobody's identity. Right. Right. And well, and yeah, so it's, it's boundaries and, and you're right. I hadn't really stopped and thought about this in this way before. Um, So I'm processing out loud here, but the first step for you, if you're like, I'm listening to this intuitive eating stuff and I want to do it, but it just is hard. And, you know, and I, I intellectually am getting it and I can't like maybe where you're stuck is in that, in, in one of those original relationships from your family of origin, it might not be mom or dad. It might be grandma. It might be an aunt. Um, you know, or maybe it happened in college when you had like the roommate that like knew all the things and was skinny and popular because she ate all the things, or at least you believe she was skinny and popular because she ate all the things or, or didn't eat all the things is probably the better way to put that. But, um, but you know, wherever this, this concept of this person has taught me how to relate to food and, and, and if I relate to food in a different way, I'm going to disappoint this person or I'm going against like the religion they taught me, right? Like, I mean, in some ways it is as severe as the Hindu coming to Christ, 
right? Because it's, yeah. it's a different, it's a different religion. It's a different way of thinking. And, you know, I've had clients that are just like, you know, I can't handle mom's look of scorn as I eat, you know, and it's like, yeah, I like, ow, like that's a, that's a big thing. So I just, I, I'm t- tossing that out there as encouragement for anyone listening today. Like, it's okay to start there and get some help to process that. Like I, you know, I spent a decade in counseling Christian, you find a good Christian biblical counselor, right? Don't just go to anyone. You find the, I was going to say the phone book. No one uses the phone book anymore. I dated myself there, but, <laughs> but like, you know, any, any, you know, don't find anyone you find online. Just ask someone at your church or ask a find, find a Christian biblical counselor, but, but start there. And that may, may lead you to places you didn't expect to go. So any other thoughts on satisfaction, Erin? Uh, I just want to emphasize that it cannot be ignored. Mm. Like it is so important. And I know that that's tough to swallow coming out of, um, years of dieting and being exposed to the messages we are exposed to in diet culture, but like, I mean, it is, it's the hub of the wheel. You can't even get to the other principles if you're not addressing that as well. Like it's so foundational to your relationship with food and we want to overcomplicate it and come up with excuses why we don't need to do it. But I just remember that, you know, God made us with taste buds and our senses And he made us in a way that we are built to get physical pleasure in our body from eating. Like it feels good. It tastes good. It's an enjoyable thing. Like it is just such a gift. Like he could have made us where, you know, we take a pill that has no flavor and that's how we get our nourishment, but he didn't do that. Yeah. He didn't do that. Food is beautiful and it's a gift and it is okay to enjoy it. It's safe to enjoy it. It's, there's nothing sinful with enjoying food and being satisfied by food. And that's not the same thing as saying, um, you know, your ultimate satisfaction is not food. It's right. your relationship with Jesus. Right. And there, there's the word satisfaction was loaded for me in the beginning with that mm. because I was like, oh no, but like, you know, it's supposed to be satisfied in Jesus. And you are when you can tie in your faith without food and recognize it as a gift and be grateful for it. I think, I think we've really lost touch with gratitude for food in this Instagram first world problems culture. We have like you were provided for, you have food to eat. That is a blessing. Right. Well, and so I'm just thinking about, I I read this in my daily Bible reading. I don't know, last week, I think it was. And the way that it's worded when Jesus provided food for the people that had come to hear and preach the the feeding of the 5,000, it's just something struck me about it where I was like, wait a second here. Like Jesus cared about them not eating. Like he wanted them to eat. He felt like they needed to eat. Like that was a priority to him was feeding them. Jesus wants to feed people in, in, in that story. Right. And not just, he was, he was feeding them spiritually, but not just spiritually. He wanted to feed them physically. He recognized that it would be a problem if they were undernourished and yet 
how many of us kind of like we talked about last month, how many of us live undernourished, <laughs> right? Like I just, and, and then, and, and that aside from all the satisfaction, right? Because taste and see that the Lord is good. Like, why would he use taste? Yeah. Like why you say the word taste? If everything we taste is rice cakes, <laughs> I'm not tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. I'm tasting and seeing the Lord is bland, <laughs> right? If, <laughs> right. If, I mean, that that's, that's truth, right? And I just, even in Job, I think in my Bible reading this morning, there was a, 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 um, a verse in Job. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my portion of food. Well, in order for that to make sense, it has to be something that he would normally do. He would treasure his portion of food in his mouth. Well, if you're treasuring something in your mouth, unless you have COVID, you are tasting it, right? <laughs> right. So it's okay to taste good things. Yeah, it is. And that's not a contradiction with, you know, being fed physically and being fed spiritually, just like the satisfaction kind of has a bifurcation like that. Like the ultimate is still Jesus. You're just experiencing one of his gifts on a deeper level with more gratitude and letting yourself, giving yourself permission to be nourished by it and to enjoy it and to be grateful for it. Hopefully is what follows from that. Right. Right. And how much more just in general in life, when we can have something and be grateful for it, does it bless us more? Right. And so just even thinking about food, I'm not super grateful for my rice cakes or even my smoothie. Like I like my smoothie. Okay. But I, when I get a treat, you know, when someone blesses us by sending, like we had someone in the church send us some Tiff's treats. Is that a national thing? And it might just be a Texas thing, but it's like warm. They send you warm cookies. Okay. So these are warm chocolate chip cookies and they just showed up at our doorstep unexpectedly one day. And it was like, that was such a blessing. It was, you know, it was a big thing, but like a little thing too. It's like, it's just a cookie. It's just a warm cookie, but wow. Like what, like what a great day that was (laughs) like everyone in the family was like, this is so awesome. And and simple pleasures. We're able to be grateful for that and enjoy that and savor that. And yeah, and, and be satisfied because of that, like in, in, in that blessing. Right. And yeah, there's, there's good stuff there. Well, Erin, any last thoughts? Yeah. I want to, I want to leave it with my favorite summation of, um, the satisfaction principle, which is a quote, a quote from, uh, the original authors. I think it's in maybe in their workbook rather than the original book. I can't remember where I read it, but I, I know that when I read it, like a light bulb went off for me and it's like how I explain intuitive eating to people in a sentence. Okay. Um, and it's, if you don't love it, don't eat it. Mm. And if you love it, savor it. Mm. Yeah. And it's just that simple. Yeah. Like if that is the hub, everything, um, falls into place when that is like your guiding principle, all the other stuff's extra and nuanced and advanced. And that's Mm -hmm. the most basic way to boil it down. If you don't love it, don't eat it. And if you love it, savor it. And I think that applies to our food choices, our clothing choices. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I think it really, um, it's a way 
to value yourself and care for yourself in like mm-hmm. a nurturing way that's that says you know I matter like my enjoyment of God's gifts to me is important yeah yeah absolutely like, and and someone's thinking about that in terms of their dating relationships too I'm just gonna throw that out there like we gotta yeah. we gotta wrap this up <laughs> but Yeah. I mean, now if you're already married that you don't get to apply that, you just need to water the grass that you've been given. (laughs) But, but if you're dating someone and you're just like, yeah, he's there. (laughs) Think think through this, Um, think through this. So yeah, that's, (laughs) that's really good. That's really good. And the favorite too. Like if you're from, if you're coming out of restriction, you're going to feel like, oh, I can't be free because I'm going to eat all the things, but savoring the things is different than what happens when you're restricting and then binging essentially, right? That it's a different thing when you have that, you know, that permission to eat and you know, you can eat at any time your relationship with that food that you love does change. And we talked about that a little bit in the first coaching call we did back in um, January. So you can go back and listen to that episode if, if that sounds unfamiliar to you, but, um, but yeah, well, thanks Aaron, so much. Tell everyone where they can connect with your show and you guys. Yeah. So you can learn more about intuitive eating on our podcast. It's intuitive eating for Christian women season one, specifically we're teaching it. So check that out first. Awesome. Thanks so much, Aaron. And thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something in today's episode helps you stop comparing and start living. If something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor, leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to compare to who.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at compare to who.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the start here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. 
As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.